Flossum, the philosophy of embracing your so-called flaws and being awesome despite them. It's about kicking perfectionism to the curb. It's about showing your face on video, maybe even without makeup. Flossum is letting your audience in on your reality when you're not dressed to the nines, when you're willing to try something new to promote your business, when you're feeling extra passionate about something. I'm Anita Kirkbride, founder of Twerp Communications and Social Media Day Halifax. After a decade in the social media space, I've got a lot to say. I'm inviting you to join me on a journey of embracing your flossom. Season two of the podcast is part passionate ranting, part storytelling, and completely and radically transparent. Around here, we commit to being good enough. We dropkick perfectionism out of the glow wrestling ring. We celebrate getting shit done because done and shipped is so much more satisfying than perfect and never done. Welcome to season two of Be Flossom, the Good Enough podcast. Hello, Flossom entrepreneurs. Welcome to the third solo episode of season two of Be Flossom, the Good Enough podcast. I think I'm flossomly starting to get used to doing these on my own, but if I'm being radically transparent, these episodes still stress me out a bit. In this episode, I want to talk to you about being strategic in your social media. It's easy to find a social media guru out there who's telling you what you need to do to make a bazillion dollars, get a buttload of followers, or exponentially increase your subscriber base. But what does their strategic high-level advice really mean for you? If I can toot my own horn for a minute, and hey, this is my podcast, so yeah, I can. Clients come to me because I'm really good at this part, distilling the bigger strategies down into the actual tactical pieces you need to do to make the damn strategies work. And you know what? 99% of the time, it's not nearly as cut and dry as the gurus make it seem. Even the gurus I like and respect are spinning the work to make it sound better so you'll buy their course or join their membership. Today, I'm going to share three pieces of high-level strategic advice I've seen on social media recently and give you the ground-level view. I'm going to bust some myths step on some toes, and tell some real truths about how all this works. Let's jump in with a story about Facebook groups. Just before the pandemic started, somewhere in late 2018, I started hearing a lot more about a certain Facebook group building guru. She had rabid fans. She had thousands of people in her free Facebook group, and she was offering a free webinar on how to build such a group and monetize it. All right, I'm in. Let me check this out, I thought. I joined the group. I signed up for the webinar. Even if I didn't learn anything new, I like to check out some of these gurus so I know whether or not to recommend them to other people like you. There are three things I learned from this one free guru experience, and none of them were about building a group. First thing I learned was how to talk about myself for 45 minutes without giving an ounce of useful actionable information on the topic. I learned how to alienate leads by answering simple questions with, oh, you have to buy my course to get that info. 
closely followed by defending the fact that you need to make money somehow and can't give away all the information for free. Beg to differ on that point. I left the group after seeing this interaction several times. And number three, I firmly believe the reason I personally haven't scaled my business to the levels of this person is because I refuse to spin and bullshit my way into it. Yeah, I said what I said. A lot of what she said was absolute bullshit. So let's recap this from a 10,000 foot view down to the ground level. Her strategic advice for growing your group was basically threefold. Use a free evergreen webinar to generate leads into your group. And that's about as much information as she gave on the webinar. Cultivate a culture within the group of collaboration and helping each other grow so that more people would want to join and share. And number three, make your group good enough that Facebook would start recommending it to others to join. Yeah, that was one of her pieces of advice. Be good enough that Facebook wants to recommend you. Well, you can't action that. Either you are or you aren't, but you can't force that. That's not advice. That's a byproduct. But she made it sound so simple. Just have a free webinar, cultivate a great culture within your group, and get recommended by Facebook. That's how I did it, and that's how you can do it too. Sounds really simple. Sure, it's simple to have the evergreen webinar system set up and automatically promote it when you've been in business for a while and you have the budget and the content to do that. But if you're just starting out, you can't rely on this. This system relies on fairly expensive automations and having a good working understanding of funnels, social media promotion, and social media selling. If you're just starting out and barely know how to make a reel, this is going to be difficult for you, let's be honest. And then, how does one cultivate a culture within a group? Well, it's based on having a very active group base. If you've got a group of 100 people, it's not going to be the same. You're going to have to work really hard at getting those discussions going on a daily basis from your end. It's not until the group gets to a certain larger size that it will take on a life of its own and build that busy, helpful culture that she had in her group of thousands of members. And come on, telling someone to depend on Facebook recommending your group is like depending on a toddler to clean their room. It may or may not happen, and if it does, it might not be the way you wanted it to be. What this free webinar did not explain was the hours and hours of work it requires to make all these things happen. Building and recording an evergreen webinar is at least a few hours and $100 a month for the software. Encouraging activity in your group, answering and engaging every day, that takes your time. Finding other groups, weeding through the discussions to find places to insert yourself, having conversations, taking them private, and then building the relationship to sell the group, that's a lot of work, a lot. And if you want to bypass that work and go for Facebook ads, then it's expensive. But the promotion for this webinar was how to build your group in 30 days, and that sounds a whole lot better, doesn't it? 10,000 foot advice, build a Facebook group because they get more engagement than pages. Ground level reality, it takes a shit ton of work to build an engaged group that's not full of Sally spammers. And you can't simply promote your products in a group or it won't work any better than a business page. Groups are different. They're for conversation, 
You remember that concept, right? From the before times, conversation. And let's face it, if you're spending all of your time bringing people into a free Facebook group, you need to figure out how to track an ROI from that group. How will you do that? Will you sell something only to group members? Probably not. Affiliate tracking for group members? There's another $100 a month software. If you sell a physical product, will you be able to track sales from the group? Maybe, but probably not if you're very new and small. I'm not saying don't have a group. They can be very successful for your business. I love social media for twerps on Facebook as a space to offer tips, tutorials, and free training. And the ROI for me is expert status. It's a breeding ground for ideas and market research. The ROI of that group for me is nearly impossible to track in hard numbers. Let's try another one. Instagram Reels. How many times in the last six months have you heard an Instagram guru telling you to get going on Instagram Reels because that's where all the views and reach are right now? If Instagram is your priority network, I'm guessing you hear this daily. And they're not lying. Instagram came out in the fall and specifically said they would be focusing on video features going forward. This should surprise exactly nobody. Video has been taking over all the social networks for a few years now, and a whopping 66% of people say they would prefer to watch a short video to learn about a product or service versus only 18% who say they would prefer to read it. And 93% of consumers said video is helpful when purchasing a product. So really, it's no surprise that every Instagram guru going is telling you to start making reels, and they're not wrong. But they're also perhaps not telling you everything you need to know. You can't just put anything up on reels when you're doing it for business. You need to think strategically about your purpose, your call to action, and what your audience wants to see from you. If you're selling coaching, they aren't turning into your channel to see you do questionable comedy with your husband. They may enjoy that from you or from other creators, but that's not going to move the needle for your business and is better kept to a personal account. I interviewed Jenny Ward, a career coach, in episode 13 of this podcast. She's all over Instagram Reels. So if you need some inspiration, go back and check out episode 13. And in the show notes, you can find and follow her on Instagram and see what she's doing. Now, I'll be honest. Instagram Reels are a bit harder for me personally. I prefer TikTok, which is a lot more casual and forgiving, to be honest. A lot of what I do on TikTok, I would not post on my Reels. What does this mean for you if you are trying to start out with Reels because you heard that Reels is the trend you need to be jumping on? 10,000 foot advice, do Reels. Well, it can take me up to an hour to make one 60 second Reel from planning to posting. So yeah, make Reels, but plan your time wisely and know that the more you do it, the better and easier it will be. It doesn't take me an hour to make every reel or every TikTok, but there are some that take longer than others. So you need to do three things. You need to plan, plan, and plan. You need to plan what you're going to teach in these reels. What's your backdrop? What's your music? Are you dancing or pointing or lip syncing or not? 
you need to plan to batch task and schedule. If you're going to get all dolled up to make your videos, do a week's worth or two weeks worth of videos at once and then edit them as needed. Schedule time to do this. An afternoon every week or every other week, make your reels for the week and then edit them as needed. And three, plan extra time for learning, experimenting, and retakes, especially if you're new to making these videos. Adding the text and timing takes a lot more time than you might realize when you're just figuring it all out. If you're going to spend an afternoon once a week or twice a month making reels, you also need to know what you're measuring and how to determine whether or not this is worth your time to continue. Looking at your Instagram insights, and recently they gave us access to even more info in there, will help you determine what type of content your followers engage with most and which videos or hashtags bring you more new followers. If you don't have a reporting system in place now to give you these numbers easily, I suggest setting up a simple spreadsheet and tracking your reach, views, and engagement on every reel manually. It is time consuming, but necessary work. This is an excellent piece to have a virtual assistant compile for you if you're working with one. But even measuring that, is that real ROI? Is views enough? If you really want to know whether or not something is working for you, you need to be tracking it right through to your business goals, to an increase in sales, or at least an increase in leads. How you do that is going to be different for every business, but you need to figure it out. Is it visits to your landing page? Is it subscribers to your email list? Or is it sales of a specific product? Remember, tracking something is better than tracking nothing. Let's do one more. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know the importance of creating audio content. While podcasts have been around for a decade, in 2021, we saw the rise of audio-based social networks like Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces, and Facebook Audio Rooms. Like every other network, when it arrived, there are people out there who are jumping onto them and creating entire businesses around these new avenues. I saw a Clubhouse coach the other day on Instagram. Her entire business is about helping you build a presence and expertise on Clubhouse. So there are lots of people out there saying audio content is the best thing for your business because they've jumped in, taken advantage of it, and built something that works for them. But like everything else, what works for one person isn't going to work for everyone. If you're not good on the microphone, at facilitating a room, at coming up with questions and content to discuss, audio rooms are not going to be a good fit for you. So what does it look like to add audio content to your content marketing and social media strategy? 10,000 foot view, you need to do audio content. Ground level, before you even decide where your content will be housed, you need to decide what kind of audio content you want to make. I really want you to think about the strategy behind your content before you think about the platform. Do you want to open a conversation with a group of people? Is this going to be a one-time event or a weekly event? Do you want to tell stories? Is this one story per episode? Or is it one story over multiple episodes? Do you want to interview other people? 
Or do you want to share your own solo insights? Do you want to cover a very niche topic or a wide variety of topics from a niche of people? Your answers to these questions not only form the basis of your audio content purpose and outline, but will inform which type of platform you should use. If you want to open a conversation with a group of people, a podcast isn't going to work, but Clubhouse or Spaces can. If you want to tell your own story, Clubhouse probably isn't the best option. And then you need to start planning. If I'm being 100% transparent, and I've admitted this in previous episodes, I choose to create this podcast based mainly on conversations with other entrepreneurs because it's easy for me. I love having those free-flowing conversations. The idea of doing a whole seasons of these solo episodes literally gives me hives. Find me the Benadryl. So for this podcast, the time spent is in finding appropriate guests. It takes time to find entrepreneurs who are doing a really good job of managing their own social media in a really authentic and flossom way. Many of the entrepreneurs out there who have great social media presence are either social media gurus and or they have a social media team helping them. And that's not you, right? If it's not you, it's not who I want to be talking to on this podcast. It takes a lot of time to find good guests. Check out their social media. Figure out if they're a really good fit to chat with on this podcast. Record, edit, and promote each episode. And the editing? I didn't even consider doing that myself for this podcast. I'm a firm believer in hiring out for the things you don't like to do or don't have time to do. Bookkeeping, web design, photography, those are three things I happily hire out for. And I have Leanne Giles from The Beautiful Reach doing all of my podcast editing and uploading. Not because I can't do it, but because I don't have time to do everything and I don't want to do this part of the work. So yeah, podcasting is a great strategy. And I think there's room for everyone to have their own podcast, but are you ready to put in the work that's required to make it happen? Because unless you're going to just pull out your phone, record while you're walking and talk about whatever you think about that morning, the real work is in the planning, strategizing and scheduling. Nothing worth doing to promote your business is going to be free. It's either going to cost you time or money. And your time is valuable, so don't waste it. Be strategic. Prioritize your efforts, your content, your platforms, and your energy. Are you going to spend your time and energy building a Facebook group, creating value-packed Instagram reels, or a podcast? If you're running a successful business, you probably can't do all three of those things on your own without burning out. So choose wisely. And if you take away nothing else from this episode, please let it be that you cannot expect the strategies and actions of someone who's been doing something for 10 years to have the same results for you in one year. Yes, they may be able to create all of their social media for a month in just one afternoon, but it's not realistic to think you can do that straight out of the gate. Yes, a coach with millions of followers, thousands of email subscribers, and a team of five 
can expect to sell a course from just two emails. But is it realistic for you to expect two emails on your first try with your 300 subscribers to result in selling out a course? I'm not trying to discourage you from trying new things and getting advice from those big gurus you're already following. What I do want is for you to remember two things. You need to look beyond the simplistic spin of your favorite guru who's selling their next course to find the action steps and time requirements you'll need to commit to in order to make this happen. Because if it's going to take your time, it's all about the commitment and the consistency over the long term. Very few entrepreneurs are overnight successes. And even the ones who seem to be probably worked at it for a few years that you just didn't know about them. And two, remember the whole premise of this podcast and the reason why you are listening to me today is because you believe in the power of being flossom. Small steps, imperfectly completed, will get you further than perfect plans never implemented. Your best next move in social media could be one of these trends or something completely different. If you take the time to look behind the curtain of the Facebook group, of the email sequence, of any of these things that people are saying you need to do to move yourself forward and look beyond the high-level overview, base your strategy on ground-level action plans, you're that much closer to the next level in your business. Whatever you decide to pursue next, remember to be Flossom because you are good enough. See you next week. Have you already decided what your best next move in social media is? If you're not quite there yet and you need some help, I would love to hear from you and share some strategies to improve your online marketing while creating that space you so desire. I've opened up my calendar for 30-minute brainstorming sessions to help entrepreneurs like you get a taste of what it's like to work with a social media strategist. You can access these $97 sessions at twerp.ca slash brainstorm. If you're enjoying the Bee Flossom podcast, I would so appreciate hearing from you in the form of a review on iTunes, a DM on Insta, or an email to bflossompodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>